September 15, 1913. Honestly, I hurt with insatiate longing until I feel that there will never be any relief until I take a long, deep, wild draught on your lips and then bury my face on your pillowing breasts. Oh, Carrie, I want the solace you only can give. It is awful to hunger so and be so wholly denied. Wouldn't you like to hear me ask if we only dared an answer? We dare! While souls rejoicing sang the sweetest of choruses in the music room. Wouldn't you like to get sopping wet out on Superior? Not the lake. For the... Ginger, I am very romantically reading this letter. Do not interrupt me. I'm sorry. Go ahead. For the joy of fevered fondling and melting kisses. Wouldn't you like to make the suspected occupant of the next room jealous of the joys he could not know, as we did in morning communion at Richmond? Oh, Carrie mine, you can see I have yielded and written myself into wild desire. I could beg, and Jerry came and will not go, says he loves you, that you are the only, only love worthwhile in all this world. And I must tell you so, and a score or more of those fond things he suggests, but I spare you. You must not be annoyed. He is so utterly devoted that he only exists to give you all. I fear you would find a fierce enthusiast today. Jerry's his penis. March 12th, 1915. Jerry, you recall Jerry, whose cards I once sent you to Europe came in while I was pondering your notes and glad re- How did he come in? <laughs> came in while I was pondering your notes and glad reflection and we talked about it. He was strongly interested and elated and clung to discussion. He told me to say that you are the best and darlingest in the world and if he could have but one wish, it would be to held in your darling embrace and be thrilled by your pink lips that can pay the- mm and be thrilled by your pink lips that convey the surpassing rapture of human touch and the unspeakable joys of love's surpassing embrace. I cordially agree with all he said. You know it's not weird? Talking about your penis in third person. <laughs> your penis coming into a room. Well, it goes first. This will be a short one. August 20th, 1918. Wish I could take you to Mount Jerry. Wonderful spot. <laughs> Not in the geographies, but a heavenly place. And I have seen some passing views there and reveled in them. Gee! <laughs> what a sexy way to end your letter. That sounds like a travel postcard. Gee! And now, a long poem. Yeah, this, this is it the last one, guys. Thank you for hanging in with us. January 28th, 1912. I love your poise of perfect thighs when they hold me in paradise. I love the rose your garden grows. Love seashell pink that over it grows. Fuck me, I didn't read these first. <laughs> oh no. This is a serious, yeah. this is a president's writing. I love to suck your breath away. I love to cling there long to stay. I love you garbed, but naked more. Love your beauty 
to thus adore. I love you when you open eyes and mouth and arms in cradling thighs. If I had you today, I'd kiss and fondle you into my arms and hold you there until you said, Warren, oh Warren, in a benediction of blissful joy. I rather like that encore, discovered in Montreal. Did you? He really likes her thighs. I love this, like, freshman English class poem. It's. I like that he gave up on the rhyme scheme for the last stanza. Thank you all. Yeah. So. Thank you for joining us for this reading of a presidential letters. Next time we'll take you to Mount Jerry. Peace. <laughs> this fucking guy.